The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Teachings of the Ascended Masters are universal and available to all. The Ascended Masters themselves are the saints and sages of East and West, and their teachings incorporate the original core beliefs of all the world's major religions. No matter which religious path you follow, you will find these teachings equally compelling. This is The Open Door. Come along with us as we explore the teachings of the Ascended Masters. Here are the hosts for The Open Door. Tom Schumacher, and Terry Kennedy. And greetings, everyone, and welcome. We are most grateful that you've chosen to join us today. And this is The Open Door, coming to you from the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters. And it is also where we honor the truths of all the world's religions. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. And our focus today is on you. (laughs) Well, that's right. (laughs) Today, we want to focus on you, our listeners, and the role that you could play in the spiritual renaissance on this planet. So, Tom, do you think we're going to have a spiritual renaissance? Oh, I sure hope to God we do. I mean, look at what's going on in the world. You know, we need to get our spiritual engines cranking like never before if we're going to overcome all the darkness we see in the world today. No more hiding our heads <laughs> in the sand and pretending everything's fine. Yeah, or just assuming that everything is necessarily going to be fine if we just wait out the storm. The en- enemies of light never sleep. I know I know what you mean. We've <laughs> spoken many times about the fallen ones and their plots to rob us of light and thwart our victory. That's true. We have. And we've also spoken on numerous occasions about the tools we have at our disposal to counteract the plots and ploys of the dark ones, like the violet flame, the power of the spoken word. And, of course, the teachings and sponsorship of the Ascended Masters. Right. There are re- These are real tools and resources that we can bring to bear on world events whenever we want. But we understand, too, that it's hard to imagine making much of a difference when you feel alone and isolated. We've all been there. And that's that's why we've chosen today to focus on you, our listeners. You know, the Ascended Masters are passionate about helping you, helping all of us, to learn about our true natures, finally reach escape velocity, and move up to the Ascended Realm. And they have told us time and time again that each of us matters, Mm -hmm. each of us counts. In fact, they have shared a wonderful way to understand our true power. One plus God is a majority. (laughs) Literally, with God on our side, anything is possible. Why? Because nothing is impossible with God, and as we so often point out, we are all co-creators with God, therefore nothing is impossible for us. So dream big, pray big, (laughs) imagine the world as it could be, in light and at peace. No war, no terror, no abortion, no ignorance, (laughs) no pain. With God, all things are possible, and being one with God means that you instantly outnumber all of the fallen angels, dark ones, all who would seek to hide your true identity from you and strip you of your power. In reality, these (laughs) rascals, these nasty rascals, I should say, don't have a prayer. Oh, nice turn of phrase, Terry. (laughs) And you're right. They really are and always have been on the wrong side, which reminds me of another teaching the Ascended Masters have shared. From the beginning, we were winning. While it may not seem evident from today's news, 
the truth is that in the end, the light will prevail. Believing this to be true is one thing, <laughs> but that doesn't mean we can coast or not do our part to help make this victory a reality. Well, true enough, you know, but our point is to make it clear that each of us is a potentially powerful contributor to the eventual victory. That's each singular Uno. <laughs> so, isn't it wonderful that not only do we have the Ascended Masters and the Angels on our side and the Violet Flame and Decrees, but we also have a special organization dedicated to holding the balance and keeping the flame of life. Well, it is indeed. You know, we are referring to the Keepers of the Flame fraternity. This is how you can become sponsored by the Ascended Master St. Germain himself. Mm -hmm. The Keepers of the Flame fraternity is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders that was founded by St. Germain in 1961 as a way of uniting warriors of light who will mm. pledge to see the earth through to the golden age of freedom, peace, and enlightenment by keeping the flame of life. Keepers of the Flame receive monthly lessons that reveal a wealth of teachings from a wide range of masters on a wide range of topics, all designed to open your eyes, your mind, and your heart to a wonderful and vast spiritual reality. Many who receive these Keepers lessons recognize instantly how hungry their souls <laughs> have been for this knowledge. They may not have known what they were looking for, but they certainly knew it when they found it. <laughs> I know in my own case, it felt as if a hundred pieces of a complicated puzzle had just miraculously fallen into place for the first time, and I could see who I was, what I wanted, and where I was going. It, it really is an amazing experience, and it only strengthens what we've been talking about mm -hmm. today. We are each important, we do make a difference, and the Ascended Masters are ready, willing, and able to show us how. You you know, Terry, as we're talking about the knowledge that is available from the Ascended Masters, you know, both through the Keepers of the Flame Fraternity and through the Summit Lighthouse, it reminds me how joyous, humbling, and freeing it is to be given such magnificent keys for making real spiritual progress. I can easily recall the exact moment when I first opened the lesson. You knew you'd found something extraordinary. Yeah. And I can certainly relate. Any keepers who are listening today can easily relate as well, I'm sure. You know, and we'd like everyone to have this experience. All you have to do is go to tsl.org slash keepers. That's tsl.org slash keepers. All the details are there. So do it. Sign <laughs> up and you'll be on your way to a wonderful soul-expanding journey unlike any other. You know, it could well be the next step on the path to your ascension. You know, while we're on the subject of the Ascended Master's teachings, one of the qualities that we all learn to appreciate through these teachings is discernment. Very important. As we talk about being able to make a difference in the world, one of the things we need to be able to do is discern good from evil. Sure, and that sounds like something we should all naturally be able to do. <laughs> well. But the dark ones are tricky, to say the least. They've spent millennia learning how to trick us, and they're darn good at it. So why do we bring this up? Well, because in the battle to sustain light on this planet, it is essential to know who your enemies are. And we're not suggesting that you learn to know your enemies so you can confront them. Uh, <laughs> that could be dangerous without angelic reinforcements. No, we're suggesting that you acquire discernment in order to learn the ways in which the fallen ones attempt to manipulate man so that you will not be duped or swayed or otherwise diverted from your path. The purpose of this is to keep our minds and hearts on God. This is how we do our part, to partner with God to form the majority that will lead to the victory of the light on this planet. You know, I think this would be a perfect time to play your special recorded segment, Terry. Well, it is uh, titled <laughs> Discernment of Good and Evil, after all. Well, then let's hear it. Discernment of Good and Evil you can't turn off the darkness, but you can turn on the light. An old saying. As we strive to keep our mind and heart on God, we are called to discern good from evil. This is no small task today because the energies of good and evil are so convoluted that it is often difficult to tell which is which. Turn on the light. 
we need to be aware of the subtlety of darkness and do our best to discern it, particularly when it is cloaked in shades of gray. Prayer and invoking the light are of major assistance in right discernment. When life gets tough, I think of the old-fashioned revival hymn that had a refrain something like this, I'm going to turn on the light. And I think of that when I contemplate the complicated problems of our times. No matter how dark it may seem, we can turn on the inner light, the light of illumination, the light of hope, the light of the Christ, the imminent presence of the divine. Where is the darkness on a bright sunny day? Where is the darkness in a saint like Mother Teresa? Where is the darkness when people are upholding honor and virtue? The answer to each question is the same. In the light, darkness no longer exists. Honor and virtue are qualities of light-bearers, people who honor the light of God. When we identify with the light of God, darkness has no power. We think about this when we are doing our daily choices. We ask ourselves, what would Jesus do? What would Buddha do? What would my higher self do? And we behave accordingly. What if we don't feel like it? That is when we remember that not feeling like it may be coming from the dweller on the threshold, lurking just beneath the surface of consciousness. That dweller is sure to pop up when we hesitate to do what is right, ponder the lesser of two evils, or choose expediency rather than higher principles. Thus we are wise to determine whether an action we are contemplating will be a step forward or backward on our spiritual path. And we need to consider the impact on other people. If we are convinced it will be benign or positive, all well and good, but often a seemingly innocuous action impacts other people in a hurtful way. In that case, we have made karma with those people, which we must balance sooner or later. The Power of Prayer When we pray with love and sincerity, we become a powerful conduit for the outpicturing of divine intent. And when we attune to the return current of God's love, we experience a lifting of spirit and a strengthening of resolve, and our soul is raised up in the bliss of divine reality, once known and now remembered. Ah, uh, well, thank you, Terry. Oh, you're um, welcome. That last excerpt, by the way, is from Dr. Marilyn Barrick's wonderful book, Everything is Energy, which you can find on our website, tsl.org slash bookstore, also on Amazon and elsewhere. And you know, keeping our minds and hearts on God is how we engage with the energy of God. The Ascended Masters teach that all life is energy, and that all life is God. Therefore, God is energy. A very circular, isn't it? <laughs> well, it is. <laughs> yeah. And as we've said on many, <laughs> many, many occasions, yes, indeed, it is God's <laughs> energy that empowers our every thought, word, and deed. We are, as we are so fond of saying, co-creators with God which is another reason why we can feel confident that our contribution does matter, that we do make a difference. With God on our side, how can we fail? Well, we only fail if we don't play. And when more people get into the game, we build a positive momentum that is virtually unstoppable. You may not know it, but the God team is growing every day. Its ranks swelling with light bearers from all points on the globe. Now, these are the keepers of the flame of life whom we spoke of earlier. Well, exactly. It is an ever-growing community of people coming to understand their own spiritual accountability and choosing to do something about it. And with this sense of accountability, many are beginning to recognize the vital importance of the role they can play now, whatever it is, to stem the tide of darkness that threatens to engulf the earth. 
Sorry if that sounds dire, because we are actually quite hopeful about this planet and its future. Well, that's true. And we anticipate the coming golden age of Aquarius. Well, we do indeed. <laughs> and as more light bearers merge, combining their heart flames with their desire to come up higher, we will see the dawning of this golden age happen at light speed. And speaking of light speed, <laughs> uh, we've just sped through the first segment of our show, so we've got to take a break. When we return, we'll hear an interview with Elizabeth Clare Prophet titled Energy is God. Don't go away. Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. On the spiritual quest, our upward journey hinges on four basic questions Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? How do I get there? Who are you? You are a spiritual being, a child of God. And when you recognize this, your whole world changes for the better. No matter where you are or who you're with, the power of this inner knowing will compel you to come up higher. Why are you here? To master your human nature, fulfill your divine purpose, and become one with God. Where are you going? Simply put, you are returning home to the heart of God, where your soul's journey began so very long ago. How do you get there? Follow the Ascended Masters. These great saints and sages of East and West have walked where you walk. They are committed to helping you to find your way home. And their teachings are always practical. Our goal on The Open Door is to keep the spiritual journey as simple and uncomplicated as possible so that all who choose can walk this path with confidence and certainty. The Open Door is live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. And we are the Summit Lighthouse, the pathway to your ascension. For more information, visit www.tsl.org. Be Extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. Welcome back, everyone. Here's a question. How is the current energy crisis reflected in the use of our energy through our thoughts and feelings? Hmm? Well, Elizabeth Clare Prophet answers this question and more in the following interview. Our interviewer is Doug Kenyon. You've talked a great deal about raising our sacred energies, so now tell us how. All of life is energy. And I came to the conclusion that energy is God and God is energy. Everything is made of energy. Everything is made of atomic particles, molecules. And at the core of this energy is that Alpha and Omega, that father-mother light, that energy which is the source of life on Earth. What to do with this energy has become the great topic of discussion in America in recent years. And we talk about an energy crisis and conservation of energy. Well, the great crisis and the great need for conservation is right within the temple of the being of man. And when we master that energy, we will master it in our environment as well. The way to begin to control this energy is the discipline of mind and the discipline of feelings. 
Many people in America and on Earth today have made some strides along these lines. But each of the chakras, each of the levels of consciousness that God has given to us within ourselves to experience has its own peculiar way of the mastery of energy. One of the most important centers that we have is the throat chakra. It gives us this power to speak and it gives us the power to release the energy of the word or of the logos. We find this gift is unique to man and that we have written, by thy word thou shalt be justified, by thy word thou shalt be condemned. The word is energy. Hindus have known this for thousands of years, hence the Sanskrit mantras which are being given by the gurus from India to their disciples. Now there are mantras that have been given to us by the ascended masters. And these mantras, which are worded formulas for the release of God's energy, lead to the altering of states of consciousness. The ascended master El Moria, who was embodied as St. Thomas More, now the chief of the Darjeeling Council of the Great White Brotherhood, has dictated a series of mantras which he has called the Heart, Head, and Hand Decrees. These decrees represent the steps or stages in the disciplines of the life of Jesus Christ. And they begin with the meditation upon the heart and the drawing through the heart of the energy which is the violet flame. The violet flame is the energy of the Holy Spirit, of the sacred fire, for transmutation or forgiveness, which is the gift of the comforter to us in this century. The violet flame then becomes the mercy of forgiveness, and it is this energy which we need, first of all, to center in the heart. I'd like to give for our listeners today this simple mantra of the violet flame in the heart. As soon as I begin to give this, my attention is on the heart, and I use the power of visualization to see or to visualize in my heart this flame of sacred fire of Holy Spirit. As I am giving through my throat chakra the words of the mantra, I am meditating upon my heart for the release of that energy through the heart center. This is the way it goes. Violet fire, thou love divine, blaze within this heart of mine. Thou art mercy forever true, keep me always in tune with you. Violet fire, thou love divine, blaze within this heart of mine. Thou art mercy forever true, keep me always in tune with you. Violet fire, thou love divine, blaze within this heart of mine. Thou art mercy forever true, keep me always in tune with you. Those four lines in rhyme represent an alchemical formula just like the matrix of a molecule, the atomic matrix of energy. That visualization then is for the drawing forth of the light of the I am presence and the anchoring of that light in the heart. This mantra begins the alchemical change, and as I give it I am aware that it is not I that gives it, but God in me who speaks it. God in me is the mantra, the energy of the mantra, the voice of the mantra and the person of it. And I am simply allowing the free flow of my soul to move with that energy. 
That mantra can be given once, three times, or a hundred times, as one goes deeper and deeper into meditation and visualization. The science of the spoken word activates the fruit of our meditation upon God and coalesces it in the physical plane. And so we notice immediate physical changes in our life, physical changes in our bodies for health, in our minds for enlightenment, and also in the circumstances of our jobs, our homes, our life, our marriage, our family, and our children. We move from the heart to the head because we are seeking a balance of heart, head, and hand in this series of mantras as a balance of the action of the Trinity. So this is the mantra for the head. I am light, thou Christ in me, set my mind forever free, violet fire forever shine deep within this mind of mine. God who gives my daily bread with violet fire, fill my head till thy radiance heaven-like makes my mind a mind of light. I am light, thou Christ in me, set my mind forever free, violet fire forever shine deep within this mind of mine. God who gives my daily bread with violet fire, fill my head till thy radiance heaven-like makes my mind a mind of light. I am light, thou Christ in me, set my mind forever free, violet fire forever shine deep within this mind of mine. God who gives my daily bread with violet fire, fill my head till thy radiance heaven-like makes my mind a mind of light. Now the action for the hand. I am the hand of God in action, gaining victory every day. My pure soul's great satisfaction is to walk the middle way. I am the hand of God in action, gaining victory every day. My pure soul's great satisfaction is to walk the middle way. I am the hand of God in action, gaining victory every day. My pure soul's great satisfaction is to walk the middle way. Accompanying the giving of these mantras, we visualize the violet flame blazing through the head and the chakras of the head and being released through the hand in action. Heart, head, and hand is a ritual of flow of energy. These mantras will quiet the emotions, they will integrate mind and body and soul, and they are for the fulfillment of the self. They free the energies of life. And the energies which are anchored for this purpose are drawn both from the I am presence of life and from the base of the spine chakra. In the giving of these mantras, there is a clearing of records of centuries of incarnations. There is the clearing of the subconscious mind of those difficulties and problems which everyone has experienced, which cause the problems of psychosis and neurosis and all of the diseases to which the race is heir. When these mantras are given, they resolve patterns of consciousness. They develop a flow and awareness and an attunement with the inner self that makes for creativity and a feeling of being alive and well and in action for good on earth. I suppose the most unusual thing about these mantras is that they're in English. And I think most people are used to hearing mantras in Sanskrit. 
While the ascended masters who have come forward to give the teachings of God in this age have explained that it is important that people understand the meaning of the mantra. English is a very peculiar language. It has gone through many histories. I recently read a study that was made which indicated that the Gaelic and the Irish are very similar to the Hebrew and that the Hebrew patterns were transferred actually by the tribes of Israel as they dispersed throughout the earth. Prior to the Hebrew tongue, there were the tongues that were spoken on Atlantis, and prior to that, the languages which were spoken by the early root races on Lemuria. Sanskrit comes down from the early Lemurian tongue. English comes down also through the ancient tongues of Atlantis and has a particular vibration and an affinity Believe it or not, to the tongues of angels, a certain angelic tongue, and therefore there is a very special energy for this age that actually comes through the English language. And I think this is the real reason for English traveling around the world through the discoveries, explorations of the British Empire. The name of God, I am that I am, has a vibration and a frequency in English which it does not have in any other Western language. So it's possible for people who can't speak Sanskrit to benefit from these decrees, I gather. Not only possible, not only probable, but it's happening every day with thousands of students of the Ascended Masters all over the world. Would you recommend a particular program of using these decrees? I would say that this science is so fantastic and so dynamic that no one living today really dares bypass the opportunity to experiment with the energy of his own inner self through the science of the spoken word. Because of this, I've put together a paperback book on the subject, and in the book entitled Science of the Spoken Word are these heart-head-in-hand decrees by the beloved Ascended Master El Moria. These decrees can be given in ten minutes. I have challenged many people who have had problems in life to just take ten minutes a day and give these decrees, and they have transformed their lives in ten minutes. It's just an amazing thing to think in a 24-hour day what ten minutes using a certain science of the throat chakra and of the heart and of visualization can do to put one in tune with one's inner blueprint the cellular pattern, the frequency of one's own atomic rate, the inner spirit, this inner presence. It really is the foundation of life. Thank you very much. Yes, thank you indeed. Now, up next, our weekly Q&A. And today, once again, we are joined by Reverend Sidney Bennett. Please stay with us. online community for positive change. Seventh Wave Network. On the spiritual quest, our upward journey hinges on four basic questions. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? How do I get there? Who are you? You are a spiritual being, a child of God. And when you recognize this, your whole world changes for the better, no matter where you are or who you're with. The power of this inner knowing will compel you to come up higher. Why are you here? To master your human nature, fulfill your divine purpose, and become one with God. Where are you going? Simply put, you are returning home to the heart of God, where your soul's journey began so very long ago. How do you get there? 
Follow the Ascended Masters. These great saints and sages of East and West have walked where you walk. They are committed to helping you to find your way home. And their teachings are always practical. Our goal on The Open Door is to keep the spiritual journey as simple and uncomplicated as possible so that all who choose can walk this path with confidence and certainty. The Open Door is live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. And we are the Summit Lighthouse, the pathway to your ascension. For more information, visit www.tsl.org. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. And we are back, and in the studio with us is one of our program mainstays, Sidney Bennett. Thank Hi, you. Hi, Sid. Good to Hi, be here. Hi, Sid. Now, it's certainly not hard not to notice that we keep coming back to the subject of co-creation with God and the responsibility we have to be wise stewards of God's energy. Now, today we've chosen to look at this subject from the standpoint of the power of a single individual to make a real difference in the world. We are much more powerful than we know, aren't we? Well, we are. And again, that goes back to understanding the truth of who we are, the power that is in us through the presence of God, through our I am presence, and what we can achieve. And I want to just, if I may digress a little bit here, because I think it's important understanding the whole concept of with God, um, you're a majority, one with God is majority. <clears throat> you know, on this program, you know, we're not pulling any punches. I think that's pretty <laughs> evident in terms of our discussion points here. And we can, uh, we can appreciate that some of these points may be a little, you know, they're big. I mean, the, the talk of the fallen angels and the plots that they've had against us for thousands of years and the yeah. challenges on this planet and so forth. And, and we understand that. But we think that people are ready for the truth today. We really do. And Amen. they can handle the truth. But even as you hear this truth, we're not trying to frighten people or think that we live in this world of conspiracies. But we have to understand the equation we're dealing with. And we also need to understand that because God is in us, that presence is greater than any force of darkness in the universe. It's a simple fact of life. And the only thing that can prevent the victory of the light within us is our free will choice not to embrace it, not to become one with it, not to pursue it. And many times, out of ignorance, people don't do that because they believe the lie. So if you take nothing else from this program today, understand that God is in you. God is greater than every force of darkness and everything that um, is in opposition to the light within your family, your church, your nation, wherever you may be. But we have to understand that as a premise going forward because the challenges are real. And we'll talk maybe a little later about what you need to do to face those challenges but it's remembering that God is greater, and that's the most important thing. Well, amen, and I, I would say that yeah, rather than that being a digression, that's really the heart of our message. It is, and, <laughs> and you know, we, it takes courage to move forward. It takes courage to face our past deeds, mm-hmm. not only this lifetime, but every other one that we don't remember. It takes a lot of courage, and so it takes courage to say that by God's grace, I will stand and still stand, with the knowledge that I and myself in a human sense can do nothing, but yeah. God within me can do it. Yeah. And the presence of Archangel Michael and the angels will afford us the protection and the safety to go forward 
to see this victory won. Yeah, you know, we've not mentioned it quite this way, but the masters have taught us that discouragement is one of the tools of the fallen ones. Absolutely. They will seek to wedge in discouragement at any opportunity. What, what can I do? I'm yeah. one person. Um, in our case, we live in a remote part of Montana. Yeah. You yeah. know, what can I do to make difference in the world? Remember, God within you makes all the difference. Yeah. But we must tap that power and use it correctly for the to accomplish the things that need to be done. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in this vein, a lot of people will simply give up and in the face of adversity, huh. feeling alone and powerless. But not realizing that they may be uh, getting a helping hand uh, in feeling worthless from you-know-who, <laughs> we're talking about, the fallen ones. And they certainly don't want us to know our true power, do they, Sid? Absolutely not. And I want to mention something we've alluded to on some other shows, but maybe not called it what it is, and that's aggressive mental suggestion. Oh, uh, yes, thank you. And, you know, we've talked about the screw tape letters and the little devils on the shoulder <laughs> and the angel on the other one trying yeah. to help this poor soul. But in reality, there, this aggressive mental suggestion is the implantation of thoughts in our consciousness that will attempt to discourage us, to, to deter us from doing the right thing. And um, we're vulnerable to that because we think it's us. And so we hear these projections, oh, we're a terrible person, we've sinned, we can never be forgiven, on and on and on. It drones on forever. <laughs> and, you know, when you have these thoughts, challenge them in the name of God, if these are not of the light, let them depart from me, you know, and see mm -hmm. how you feel. See, see how, how unreal these things are. And so discouragement, as you mentioned, Tom, mm -hmm. is, is one of the things they do. Oh, you're never going to make it. You've yeah. tried and you failed, you know, <laughs> on and on. I mean, it's, it's, they have the same song over and over again. And the unfortunate part is we buy it every time if yeah. we're not careful. Yeah. So and you either hear that in your own in your own mind or somebody is saying that to you. Then, yeah, right? exactly. Like, the, like the father that says to a child, oh, you're never going to amount to anything. Well, of course <laughs> they believe it. Right. And so challenge it doesn't mean we don't have accountability. We don't need to self-correct. We don't need to do things better. That's obviously true. But, you know, we've got enough problems on our own. Don't take the projections of the fallen ones into your psyche and world and allow them to keep you from being who you are yeah. Yeah. and the dignity of your own God presence. I don't care what you've done, what sins you've committed. We've all done them many times. We can balance that karma and move forward in the integrity of our God presence and become one with that on the path of ascension, which is what the ascended masters teach. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, on this uh, um, topic of... Um aggressive mental suggestion, we made the point earlier in the show that the forces of darkness never sleep. And, you know, whether we want to believe it or not, these forces are bent on depriving us of light and ripping us away from God, literally. So we must be vigilant. But what's the best way to do this? Well, vigilance is important, whether in defense of freedom, the defense of your family, whatever. And understanding these forces are out there. We don't live in fear of them, but we understand there is a power there that must be counteracted in the planes of matter. Because we, at some level, collectively, we have all allowed this to occur yeah. on the planet because we haven't challenged it. What the Ascended Masters teach is how important it is as you're pursuing a course of light and taking the step forward on the path, of course, there's going to be a certain level of opposition to you. And so what we need to do is establish our spiritual force field. And mm -hmm. we can do this, obviously, through right action, right thought, right deed, being love and action. Those are all part of it. But the Ascended Masters teach us we need to invoke light on a daily basis. Every 24-hour cycle, we must draw down the light of God from our I Am Presence. We must see that light. We've talked about the tube of light that we invoke every day of our mm -hmm. lives, which yep. is a protection, a force field of light around us. We can call around our families, our nations, you know, wherever there is a need. And we call to Archangel Michael every day. This, you know, I don't get up, you know, 
I get dressed every day, you know. Well, I called Archangel Michael every day yep. of my life right. because that is one of the things that is needed. God has taught us that we need the protection of the angels if we're going to stand and face this situation on this planet. And, you know, they say ignorance is bliss, but actually <laughs> ignorance is not bliss no. because we've been manipulated and, and tugged to and fro for so long. We've bought the lie. And now that we see the truth, you know, we need some protection, and that's where Archangel Michael comes in. Our nation needs protection. The people of God on this planet needs protection. That's why we take time every day to invoke the light and the presence of Archangel Michael and his legions, because we cannot win this battle in our human self. It's not going to happen. God must win this battle through his angels and through us doing our part, which is drawing down the light into this plane of matter yeah. for the victory. Right. Amen. And, you know, one of our favorite violet flame mantras is, I am a being of violet fire. I am the purity God desires. Now, uh, can anyone do this? And, and why is this so powerful? Explain that. You know, that's a very simple mantra. Well, what does that mean? I am a being of violet fire, you know. Well, first of all, we must remember it's an affirmation of being. I am refers to God and me. It's the I am that I am that, that Moses was taught. And so when you say I am, and we say it in capital letters, we're saying God in me is a being of violet fire. Well, you know, what does that mean? It means that the light essence of God, which is the violet flame, which is purifying, cleansing, strengthening, it's the flame of forgiveness, it's the flame of harmony, it's the flame of love. As we, we draw that to ourselves, it manifests in our world. But it's also the second part, I am the purity God desires. Well, we affirm that God in us is the purity God desires, but we also affirm that we need some purification in our mm -hmm. beings and mm -hmm. world. You know, the violet flame will go through in the spaces between our, in our cells and our, and our bodies where there's, you know, we've got some misqualified energy from our wrong thoughts, action, and deed. The violet flame will transmute that into the light of God, return it to God, and it clears us up. You know, it's like <laughs> all of a sudden you can see, you can feel, you're not yeah. weighted down. And this is a process. And when you start to use it, I mean, the, the effect is almost instantaneously. And then you start to balance your karma mm -hmm. from this lifetime and you start going back. And we've got, some of us have a baleful to balance, but the power of the Gee, violet flame, yeah. the simplicity of this statement, it's, it's almost deceiving in some ways because it's so simple and yet it's so powerful when you understand the matrix that in the formula that it represents for change and transportation in our world. And this is the only, not the only thing way we invoke the violet flame. Obviously, we have a lot of prayers and decrees to do that that the masters have given us. You know, um, you were talking a bit a moment ago about Archangel Michael and the angels. Uh, is there a quick call we can make when we need his help? It doesn't have to be complicated. You know, the, the Senate masters have given us worded formulas that they have taught are, as Mrs. Prophet said as well, they're alchemical keys to drawing down and focusing energies and vibrations. But a call to Archangel Michael can be as simple as, Archangel Michael, help me, help me, help me. Archangel Michael, take command of this situation. Mm -hmm. Archangel Michael, go into the situation in the Middle East and to whatever, into our elections or whatever situation and take command. But, you know, word to the wise, uh, the daily use, I mean, get to know Archangel Michael. We don't want, you oh, know, yeah. sort of the drowning conversion, so to speak. And obviously, <laughs> if you are drowning, you call to Archangel Michael. But the point is, get to know him now. Get to, get to, get to experience him in your world so you can get the basic needs taken care of your family and your needs and your protection and then and char empower Archangel Michael and the angels to go forth to take command of things on this planet. And you always make every call according to God's holy will. And yeah. when you do that, they will intercede. And without the call, they won't do it. It's the law of octaves. Yeah. You know, it's clear that we must each choose to do our part and not rely on others to take the yoke for us. But many people are, are completely unaware that there's a battle raging right now this minute for our light and freedom. How can we help to wake them up? Well, I, you know, 
America Wake I Am That I Am is a song we, we had years ago, which is a very powerful one. People must awake to what's going on. Some people don't want to awaken. <laughs> Either they're fearful or whatever yeah. it is. They've yeah. been programmed. They want to stay asleep and they want to just say, you know, I don't want to deal with this kind of thing. Don't you know? bother me till it's over. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, they could be the losers yeah. if they do that. So people do have to wake. We have to pray for them. You know, Gautama Buddha said, I am awake. It's a powerful statement of being in consciousness. And I think part of this is understanding the difference between relative good and evil and absolute good and evil. So perhaps when we come back, we can talk about that. Yeah, well, yeah. thank you, because we do have to take a break right now. But don't go away. Uh, when we return, we will continue our discussion with Sidney Bennett about your personal power and potential to change the world. The new home for visionary positive change. Seventh Wave Network. On the spiritual quest, our upward journey hinges on four basic questions. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? How do I get there? Who are you? You are a spiritual being, a child of God. And when you recognize this, your whole world changes for the better, no matter where you are or who you're with. The power of this inner knowing will compel you to come up higher. Why are you here? To master your human nature, fulfill your divine purpose, and become one with God. Where are you going? Simply put, you are returning home to the heart of God, where your soul's journey began so very long ago. How do you get there? Follow the Ascended Masters. These great saints and sages of East and West have walked where you walk. They are committed to helping you to find your way home. And their teachings are always practical. Our goal on The Open Door is to keep the spiritual journey as simple and uncomplicated as possible so that all who choose can walk this path with confidence and certainty. The Open Door is live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. And we are the Summit Lighthouse, the pathway to your ascension. For more information, visit www.tsl.org. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Taking you to the threshold of a dream and beyond. Seventh Wave Network. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. 
And we're back. And thanks once again for staying with us. Now, before we took a break, um, Sydney was talking about um, relative good and evil and absolute good and evil. Would you mind expanding on this a bit more, please? I, I will. And I think this is a really important concept. I, do you remember a few years ago when the movie The Passion of Christ came out? Oh, sure. And it obviously created quite a stir. And I, I remember reading the reviews at the time and the New York Times and some other places. And people thought, well, it's a good movie, but, you know, there's too much evil in it. You know, it's just it's, it's, it's too one sided. It's too yeah. black and white. And, of course, those that espouse the position of relative good and evil, including the fallen angels, would like us to believe that because, you know, we're just really much all the same. We may have some differences of opinion. It's misunderstanding or communication. And so what happens is we tend to accept them at some level. Well, they're just like us. Well, the reality is they are not just like us. There is absolute good and evil upon this planet. And we need to understand that because there are things that must be challenged in the name of God. Mm -hmm. It's not just a misunderstanding. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the, the acceptance of absolute evil is a difficult one for people. And I can understand that. It's not pleasant. But know that the power of God is greater. And that so we must understand that absolute evil must be challenged. God, you know, the angels will do that and deal with it if we call them forth. But I think of this relativity type thing. It's like, what is truth? Is truth yeah. relative? Well, of course not. There is truth. Right. And we have to understand that because it's one of the plots, the subtleties of the fallen ones, to kind of meld everything together, to weaken the moral standards, the truths of the ages that we all really know at some level, and say, well, we're just all, it's one big happy family. Yeah, it's kind of like the sliding scale of evil, you know. Yeah. It's, it's slippery. Well, uh, I want to go back a minute to our original topic, this one plus God is a majority, because it kind of plays into this. You know, and I, it may sound as if we're making light of this subject by that statement, but the fact is one plus God is a majority. Can you expand on this thought a bit more? Well, I think that's absolutely true, because and we, as we mentioned before, the presence of God with us is greater than anything that opposes that in this universe. And it, it, it's a statement of potential for us. And it is a majority because God is a majority in the universe, which is the good news. <laughs> yeah. You know, we were winning from the beginning. So understanding that is with God, that this temporary manifestation of evil, which is all it is, will one day be gone. But we have to affirm that and accept that. Now, that having been said, we know that it takes more than one person to win this battle mm -hmm. because it's an equation of light and darkness. Mm -hmm. And so we must invoke, not only must we invoke the light, but the light you invoke, you must be able to hold against all opposition. And so until we progress to the point where we become a Christ and become an avatar or a an adept, you know, God will only give us the light that we can hold. So we need more people. And it's not a numerical majority by any means. It's a majority <laughs> of light. And so with God, we are a majority. But nonetheless, each one of us must take that accountability because it can't be one person that's going to make the difference on this planet because of free will. It takes all of our collective action to change this equation. Right. You know, I, I want to take a quick right turn here. Uh, in terms of angelic assistance, you know, we, we talk about this, you've alluded to it a number of times, that we have the ability to call on the angels, and once we do, they can act. Right. We have guardian angels. We have guardian seraphs. We, we have angelic forces already with us now. Is it proper, and should we make a habit of invoking them every day? Well, absolutely. Um you know, we've been taught that we've been assigned a guardian angel. We've been taught that uh, many people have seraphim they can call upon. And I want you to, and some have been, many angels been assigned to them. And so if we don't invoke their presence, they may be around us, but they are helpless to yeah. act. And so we need to send forth the angels God has assigned us, the angels of Archangel Michael, to do the work on this planet, to win this battle. But, you know, again, maybe it's a broken record, but if knowledge of it is not enough. Yeah. We must do it. We, we must, must do invoke it. the light. But what happens is you get in a partnership 
with the angels. Don't you want angels in your lives? Oh, Everyone yeah. wants angels. <laughs> it's very clear. Develop a friendship, a partnership. You work together. They afford you great graces, even as they are grateful for us invoking them and giving them the opportunity to do things. You know, we're in a partnership. We're in a cooperative with the Ascended Masters, with the angels, with God to win this battle. And isn't it exciting to be part of something that can make a difference upon this planet, yeah. that can help a child in Africa or, or stop a war or do something? We can be part of this. And as we come together in unity and in grace and in humility this planet is going to change. Yeah, amen. <laughs> and, and they and they can't do anything until we call them into action. Absolutely. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, with knowledge comes responsibility, and so oh, once, yeah. once we realize we have the ability to co-create with God, um, will ignoring this cause us to make karma? Well, once we have the knowledge, there is a greater accountability. It's as simple as that. And we, you would not be hearing this if you were not seeking it at some level, and God didn't want you to receive it. So, yes, we have accountability, but you don't have to solve every thing at once. You start, <laughs> you just take the next step. We talked about the Keepers mm-hmm. from Flame Fraternity. Yep. Mrs. Prophet started about, talked about experimenting with the science of the spoken word. You don't have to be everything overnight. You don't have to believe everything overnight, but give it a try. Give it a chance, because if we have the opportunity, we don't use it. You know, we're going to have regrets. Right. Um, we're, we're very clearly, you know, I, I've watched this show and I think I've alluded to it periodically uh, on the biography channel. It's called... Um, uh, beyond and back, and uh, I survived beyond and back. It's about people mm-hmm. with near-death experiences. And, you know, the, the remorse that people have for not doing more oh, yeah. when they're in embodiment yeah. is Wasted something that's very evident. So not, you may not be doing anything wrong other than lost opportunity, and this is the golden opportunity for many ages. And that's why it's such an intense time, why it's Armageddon, because the forces of darkness have come to the, to the head, but so have the forces of light. So let's not sleep through this, because we'll be the ones that will be sorry. Well, you know, it, it seems to me that accepting our power and responsibility as co-creators with God kind of also begs the question, and this in terms of the opportunity we all have, of accepting our personal Christhood. Would you agree that these two kind of go hand in hand? Well, they go, they absolutely go hand in hand, because understanding the potential of God within us is understanding we can become the Christ. This is the teaching of Jesus. This is the path we can walk. And becoming the Christ will achieve every goal from an individual basis and a collective basis. So it's a two-fold pass. It's the victory within the macro, excuse me, the microcosm mm-hmm. of our being and the macrocosm of the planet. And the fact that they both come together at this time and that we have the tools to use is, is nothing short of miraculous. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, but, you know, let's take up the battle, both for our own victory and also for the planet. You know, we can think of our own victory and... You know, we have the knowledge and we have Archangel Michael and protected. But what about those that don't have it? There are so many precious souls of light on this planet. They need our prayers until they can become to the point where yeah. they understand their path. So so Christ consciousness is an essential ingredient for changing the world and ushering in a new golden age? Well, it is because we're, we're not <laughs> yeah. going to do it in our, in our human consciousness. Yeah. I'll tell you that right now. I mean, it's evident people's mental bodies and minds are not haven't solved any problems on this planet. <laughs> they made them worse, if anything else. So the Christ consciousness is the solution. Yeah, it is. Yeah, you know, um, for, for the sake of clarity, I'd like to state for the record that we believe the second coming of Jesus Christ is actually the moment we accept that the Christ that was in Jesus is, is the same Christ that is in each of us. So when we say that one plus God is a majority, the one we're referring to is one who has accepted the personal Christ within us. Yes? Well, it's true because, our, as I said, you know, first of all, <laughs> our human consciousness can never be one with God. It's, it's, they're, 
you know, different. <laughs> They're <laughs> yeah. opposites. That yeah. doesn't mean that we don't have that. We take our individuality of our being into our Christhood, and we're very unique in the universe. Mm-hmm. But we, to, to be truly effective and one with God, we must put on our Christhood. We must move in that direction. Yeah. Uh, well, another point I think we should make here is that the the light we receive from God is not a gift. It's actually a loan. <laughs> yeah, and and the parable of the talents kind of illustrates that. Well, you know, in spite of what we'd all like to believe, there is no free lunch. <laughs> yeah. God has given us grace. He's given us life. He's given us opportunity. But it's us to us to use them effectively. That's our free will. And those that don't are going to lose an opportunity at some point. But those that do will have the greatest opportunity to move forward. And again, God gives us light. We need to multiply that light. We yeah. know the story of the parable of the talents where the mm-hmm. one that buried it at the ground, you know, he said, you know, <laughs> depart from me. You know, right. you haven't done anything with the light. So how are we going to use the light that God has given us to bring forth this golden age? It's an awesome responsibility, <laughs> but it's the most exciting thing I can conceive of. Oh, yeah, it really is. It's, it's thrilling to be here. Yeah. Well, you know, if all the light bearers in the world who have had a conversion to Jesus Christ would simply accept that they have the Christ within them, the fallen ones in church and state wouldn't have a prayer, would they? <laughs> well, they never had a prayer, but anyway. Um, no, that's true, absolutely. But we also have to understand that they're not going to just throw in the towel because, you know, more yeah. people believe this. You know, there's the, the analogy of the dragon's tail that will come back at the backlash even after the dragon has been slain. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, it's eternal vigilance. But know that eternal vigilance is possible with God and that we can finally and absolutely win this victory if we keep that vigilance and be true to ourselves and to what we have been taught. Yeah. So it is important that we that we know that all of our energy and light comes from God, that it's up to us to accept our own individual accountability to use that energy properly as co-creators with God. And not simply to try and hold on to the light we have been given, but build on it. Is there anything else we should add to that equation? Well, I think it's understanding that, you know, we have this knowledge, first of all, but then what do we do with it? Yeah. You know, there is a spiritual path. It is the path of initiation under our I Am Presence, our Holy Christ Self, the Ascended Masters. It is the master-disciple, the guru-chila relationship. This is a path. We don't learn everything overnight. We don't gain mastery overnight. And so be willing to walk that path. Be willing to take the initiations that God brings you. And he won't give you anything more than you can handle. Mm-hmm. But you have to prepare, like for a test in college or anything else. you you got to work. you got to yeah. prepare for it. And you gotta you got to, as well as invoke the light, You've got to take every step forward, and it's up the mountain. Climb the highest mountain is the series of books that that, that our organization has published because it is a climb. No, oh. it's not a stroll, and it's not a cruise. <laughs> That's it right. is a climb, and yeah. so if you want to get there, you got to work at it. But ultimately, it is grace. So it's a combination of those two things. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember hearing. Um, in fact, I think I read this in one of the first books I read. Had to do with the fact that you can't unknow what you know. And that when you discover something, and especially when it's something that your soul is hungry for, it's the sweet on the tongue, but bitter in the belly. Because at some point you realize, oh, I've got to live with this now. I got to do something about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, I, I can't you know, just I, I, skate. You know, and I, again, I'll go back. I've, I've spoken before about people that spend their life searching, and searching becomes their life. Yeah, like in other words, and they don't even recognize it when they find the truth. So it's searching is wonderful, and it's what got us all to these teachings. But when you find the truth. Do something. You've got to do something. Try it. Experiment. Yeah. Well, that's all the time we have this week. I want to thank you, Sid, again for being with us. And for everybody else who's joined us, thank you. Please join us again. And until that time, remember, though the upward path may be difficult, the rewards are out out of of this this world. world. Thank you all for being here. 
Thank you again for joining us this week for The Open Door. This program is broadcast live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. For more information about The Open Door and the Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website at www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week. Thank you.